podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red. On a Thursday on which Liverpool have announced the signing of Alexis McAllister. Officially an undisclosed fee, which tells me that we got him for much lower than Brighton would like to publicly make it known. But the fee, the rumour is it's about £38 plus a small amount of add-ons. It's an incredible bargain. And we can all be very excited now that we've finally landed a player like this who we have been crying out for Someone that just makes things link. Someone that makes everything work. Someone that adds a level of decision-making, a level of robustness. He never gets hurt. Super intelligent. I'm genuinely thrilled with this deal. Regardless of whether it's 35, I I wouldn't care if it was 55 million, I think we've gotten great value. I don't think you can be in any way upset by this deal. I know some people are put off by the fact that yesterday it was announced that Real Madrid had come to terms with Dortmund for Jude Bellingham. But let's be really honest here about the whole Bellingham thing. Jude is moving for $103 plus another 30 million in add-ons. So you're talking, that's, that's euro, obviously. So you're talking 133 million euro. That's 115 million all in. It's 89 million plus the add-ons. That's a huge amount of money. And if we only needed one player or two players then you would have said, okay, well, we should have paid that. But that money for Jude is not just going to pay for one player for us. It's going to pay for three. Like, being realistic, we've spent, let's say, $38 on Alexis. That leaves over $50 just on the initial fee. That leaves over $50 If we could get Manu Kone for the rumoured fee, which is believed to be somewhere in that 27, 28 million range, that potentially leaves money to buy Mickey Van de Veen or to buy Armel Belakotchup as a backup to Ibu or Maxence Lacroix as a backup to Ibu. And then obviously there's talk of Mason Mount and he was one that we were linked with. And the initial plan seemed to be we're going to sign Jude and we're going to sign Mount and that's what we're going to do. And you look at that and you think, okay, well, they're they're both very, very good players. But 
it's 89 million for Jude. It's 50 plus million for Mount. You're, you're getting very, very high up there for two players. You're talking 140 million for two players. And I think we can add Alexis, Kone, Van de Veen, and Kefren Turam for that money. Four players fixing four roles in the team as opposed to two players fixing just two roles. Then you factor in the wages. Mason Mount is believed to be asking for £250,000 a week. The reporting on the Jude contract is that he's going to get between 10 and 12 million a year after tax. So let's say between 10 and 12, let's say it's 11 million a year after tax. Now, that likely means it's 20 million a year before tax. Looking at the how Spanish tax works, it looks like it'll be roughly 20 million a year before tax for Jude. That's 400 grand a week. That's about 340, 350,000 sterling. Add the mount fee, you're at 600,000 sterling for two players. I would bet Alexis isn't coming in on any more than 120. I would guess Kone is probably 60 to 70,000. I think Turam maybe a little bit more, maybe 80,000. I think Van de Veen would be about 60,000. So let's say it's 60, 70, and 80 for the three of them. Well, that means we're paying less in wages for the four of them than we would be for just Jude Bellingham. So not only are we fixing more of the issues in our team, we're also saving about 12, 13 million a year in wages, which is a huge amount of money. And means that if we want to do extensions for Ibu, for example, who'll be coming up for an extension soon, for Trent, who'll likely be up for an extension soon, well, now we have that pot to take it from. Basically, the Mason Mount contract can be shared around between Ibu, Trent, and whoever else is up. So it puts us in a much better financial position. Last night, we did the transfer committee pod. And I won't give it away, but we went through eight positions. Well, seven positions. We, we, we wanted to sign eight players. We are realistic enough to know Liverpool won't sign eight players. But of the eight we signed, I think seven of them are very, very realistic. And the seven of them would cost less than Jude and Mount. And in terms of wages, they would cost less than Jude and Mount. And they're really good players. And the four I've just mentioned, Van de Veen, Kone, Turam, and Alexis, they're all excellent. Alexis is ready 
ready-made, ready-to-go, walks in day one, immediate starter. Turam, I think, is ready to start. Now, there will be some inconsistencies, but I think we can live with them. Kone is ready to start, but not every game. Because it'll take a bit of work to just alter parts of his game and make him more suited to how we're playing now. But it's it's not something that's impossible to do. It's not even something that would be overly difficult. This is an intelligent player with huge upside, huge potential, a well-rounded skill set who's known to be very, very coachable. And then Van de Ven is... And he's a monster. He's 6'4". His top speed topped out at 36 kilometers an hour. That's Mo Salah's speed. This is basically a house that moves as quick as Mo Salah. And yes, there are areas of his game that need to improve. That is true of every 22-year-old in any position. But the idea that he's not good enough for Liverpool is bizarre. I've no idea where that's come from. He's brilliant 1v1. He's good on the ball. He's clever. He's lightning. He's powerful. He needs to get better in the air. That's true. But also, you don't know what instructions he's getting with regards to aerial duels. You don't know, has he been told to go and dominate them? And he certainly has the attributes to dominate every aspect of the game. I think he has the talent to be as good, if not better, than Bastoni, who I think is incredible. And playing next to his international captain is only going to inspire him. And when you have him, you have Virgil, you have Gakpo, you have that little Dutch group. You'd have a French group of Ibu, Kone, Turam. You'd have the South Americans, Darwin, Diaz, and, um, and Alexis. So you'll have groups of players that will find it easy. Obviously, then there's Ali and Fabinho as well. But you'll have groups of players that will find it much easier to converse, much easier to settle in, because they'll have somewhat of a support network in place. And then obviously for any of the the Spanish or Portuguese speaking players, Thiago is going to be a brilliant, a brilliant piece to have in the squad because he's a natural leader. He's a very calming presence. He's clearly going to be a coach at some point. He has all the attributes you'd want in a coach. I, I, I think we're shaping up to go into next season very strong. Now, I don't expect us to win the league next season. We're too far away. But second certainly isn't out of the conversation. Arsenal aren't very good. They're all right. But if we look at their form over the second half of the season, 19 games, it's fifth place form. It's fifth place form. So... What are we going to be worried about with them? They might sign Declan Rice. Oh, oh dear. They might spend 92 million or 90 odd million 
on a 45 to 50 million pound player. Why would you be worried about that? Why would you be worried about that? Kefren Turam and Manu Kone will run him off the pitch when they play next year. As every good midfielder did when they went up against them this year. You just need to watch last night. Sophie and Amrabat outplayed him comprehensively. And Amrabat's good. But he's not great. So I don't worry about Arsenal. I wouldn't worry about United. They're likely going to be the ones that sign Mason Mount. You tell me how a midfield three of Bruno Fernandes, Casemiro and Mason Mount is going to work. You tell me how that's going to work. How is that anybody's plan of attack? It's just foolish. They've got Rashford, who's very, very good. It looks like Kasper Hjelmund, the young Danish striker, might be their top attacking target. He's very good, very promising, but he's very young. He's very raw. Like, he's a couple of years behind Darwin in terms of development and is yet to have a season ending like Darwin's second season at Benfica. And then what have they got? Sancho hasn't worked out there at all. Anthony? Well, he's facing some trouble back in his homeland. United could find themselves in some trouble over that as well. So who are we to be worried about with them? Next season, you're going to see that gnome in defense exposed as well. Now, they might bring in Kim from Napoli. Maybe that happens. But, I mean, we have Ibu, we have Virgil. So if you're lining up against the wall, he's definitely the third of those. Their fullbacks are questionable. Their goalkeeper's questionable. What are we worried about there? Nothing. Newcastle? Botman's very good. He's not as good as Virgil. Gamerish is excellent. And I'd love to have him at Liverpool. But he is not overcoming the golfing class in all other positions between us and them as long as we're putting out 11 lads that can actually play and 11 lads that play in positions that they've been asked to play. So none of those teams should worry us. Villa will be stronger, but they're not as good as we saw in the second half of the season. Ultimately, they were a a Champions League form team under Unai Emery, but they're not a Champions League caliber team. They're certainly not a relegation caliber team as they were under Gerrard. They're somewhere in between. They're 7th, 8th, ninth. That's kind of where they are. I mean, Brighton were excellent this year, relatively speaking, but they're not going to jump into the top four. Brentford aren't jumping into the top four. Spurs are facing a rebuild now with Ange Postacoglu. Chelsea are rebuilding with Pochettino. But ultimately, they've got far more ground to make up than we do. They've got a tremendous squad of players, but then they're also been linked to a bunch of players that they don't need. So you'd wonder, have they learned any lessons from the last 12 months? It doesn't appear that they have. So none of those teams worry me. As long as we do what's needed this summer, 
three midfielders and a left-sided centre-back, I think second is very much there for the taking. And if City struggle in the first half of next season, like they did in the first half of this past season, maybe the title does open up. Maybe it does open up. But I also think we can go and win the Europa League. I think it would be great to win it. It would complete the set. And then when people say Jürgen won the lot, he will have won the lot. He will actually have won the lot. It won't just be something people say. It will actually be true then. We're starting the summer off on the right foot, getting in a quality player. Now we need to add at least two more in midfield. I'm greedy. I would like a third. Well, it would be a fourth. I'd love us to get Gabri Viega on top of Van De- on top of Kone, Turam, and Alexis, because then we just have loads of really good options, and we'd also be future proofing a little bit in case Thiago leaves next summer. Henderson might move on, so there'll be more minutes opening up, more more space in the squad. I'm greedy. I'd like us to get two centre-backs in this summer. I'd like us to get that starting left-sided one and a backup to Ibu, someone better than Joe Gomez or Joel Matip. But that can wait 12 months if need be. I'd like us to get a backup for Trent, but that can wait 12 months because I do think Stefan Besetic could play that role. If you wanted it to be the hybrid role, I think Stefan can play that role. If you wanted it to be a more traditional right back in a four, I think Calvin Ramsey will step up into that role. So it's not necessarily a must for this summer. I'd like us to get a backup from Mo, potentially someone that can play both wings. Bradley Barcolo, Nico Williams, one of them would be great. But that can wait. I'd love us to get Roger Fernandez. Spoiler for the Transfer Committee podcast. I'd love us to get him. He'd be cheap. He's the brightest young talent in Portugal right now. He's super exciting. He has a sky-high ceiling. You think Ben Doak is talented? Watch this kid. Plus, it'd just be great to see a lad with Roger on the back of his jersey. I don't know why it just would. Things like that amuse me. Like when Brazilians have Fred on the back of their shirt. It just, it amuses me. It just does. But if we get the three midfielders that we need, and it is three that we need, there's no argument to be made that we need less than that. We need three, at least. And that lefty centre-back. Then I, I genuinely do feel like we will be in good shape going into next year. To win one of the three cups that we're in, preferably the Europa League, but I would take the FA Cup very much so. I, I do like the FA Cup. League Cup less so, but we have great history in the League Cup, so look, we'll take that anyway. And second. But I will say, if we're second, I'd rather we were 10 points behind City than one point behind City come the end of the season because there's nothing that winds me up more than losing the title by one point especially when it's because you've bottled some game somewhere along the way, like Brighton at home last year. 
you know, like Leicester away last year. Like West Ham away last year. Like Brentford away last year. Those kind of games that you should have won, they wind me up. If you're 10 points behind, fair enough. But regardless, summer's off to a great start with Alexis in the door. I won't go through this is Anfield or um, Liverpool.com today, but this is Anfield. Have some new footage up of the Anfield Road End roof removal uh, palaver. So do check that out when you get a chance. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, Andrew Beasley's column is up. Uh, no column from me yet this week. There will be one. Uh, just because I was off Monday, Tuesday, it hasn't been written yet, but I have started it. Uh, it's just not finished yet. Um, there are a bunch of new pieces up on Alexis McAllister. There's a piece up about potential midfield. Reshuffle with Leighton Clarkson leaving and Fabio Cavalli potentially going on loan, though I do think we will sell him. I do think it's a bit of posturing from us. I think we will sell him. I trust David Lynch's initial reporting on the issue. I think we will sell him, but I think we want a specific price, probably in the region of $20 million. Podcast-wise, we have a bunch of stuff up. There is a Media Matters with Dave Davis and Neil Jones. There is the new Liverbirds podcast, which you should all check out. I was joined by Nathan Joyce of the Copa Club to talk about Alexis McAllister. Nathan's great. He's a Nottingham Forest fan for his troubles, but he's an expert on South American football, so do check that one out. And then there is the Transfer Committee pod. It's Gags, myself, Dan Kennett, and Mo Chatra. I will warn you in advance, it is quite long. It's about 2 hours 20, so, you know... Get some snacks, settle in, maybe listen to it in three parts or something. A little mini-series for you. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all for me. Thank you as always, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Vamos! We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.